0: With a 50% increase in less than a decade of reported HIV and sexually transmitted infections in patients 45 years of age and older, do we now need to have that teen safe sex talk with our older patients? You're listening to ReachMD, XM157, the channel for medical professionals. Welcome to the Clinician's Roundtable. I'm your host, Dr. Lee Friedman, and joining me today as I discuss some surprising new results from research regarding the increase in HIV and sexually transmitted diseases among people over age 45 are two special guests, Dr. Babatunde Alawakare and Dr. Stephen Karpiak, Dr. Alawakare, is from the UK's Health Protection Agency and author of a recent study published in the Journal of Sexually Transmitted Infections entitled More Midlife and Older STDs. Dr. Karpiak is the principal investigator of research of older adults with HIV from ACRIA, the AIDS Community Research Initiative of America, a nonprofit group based in New York that runs surveys and clinical trials. Thank you, doctors, for being with us.
1: Thank you for the opportunity to address this issue.
0: Dr. Alawakare, can you tell us a little bit about the findings of your recently published study?
2: Yes. This was a study published in the journal Sexually Transmitted Infections, and basically what we did was to have a look at people aged 45 years or older in one region of the United Kingdom over a seven-year period, 1996 to 2003, and we looked at five sexually transmitted infections chlamydia, genital herpes, genital warts, gonorrhea, and syphilis. And basically what we found was that attendance at what we call genitourinary medicine clinics in the United Kingdom uh, more than doubled in 2003 compared to 1996. And the rates for all five of these diagnoses were significantly higher in 2003 than in 1996.
0: And again, these are in adults over age 45. That's correct. Does this mirror what we're seeing in the younger population or is it different?
2: What we found is that in our part of the United Kingdom, that this rise in this particular population was actually greater than what we were seeing for those people aged under 40 for the equivalent time period, that is 1996 to
0: 2003. Dr. Karpiak, does that surprise you or does that mirror what you're seeing?
1: It doesn't surprise me in that I think we're watching a ground shift, if you will, in how we think about and approach STDs, and including HIV, which is really where I focus my research. In the United States, the and I know this is emulated in London, in fact we're working with a group there as well at Westminster Chelsea, that the number of people living with HIV over the age of 50 has increased almost 2% every year since the year 2000 because of the success of treatment, so people are living longer. But also the new infection rates newly identified folks with HIV increases every year as well over 50. And so that in the year 2000, it was around average 10% of new infections. Now it's up to 16, 18, and in some states as high as 20%. So this is something we never saw before, and it requires us to kind of relook at the statistics and look at the epidemic, and that includes all STDs. But HIV, unusual in that it is an STD, but it's also one that, if untreated, causes death. What is being observed there in England is, analogous or reflects a similar pattern we're seeing here in the USA. One of the problems that we face is that heretofore very few people have looked at STDs based upon age and usually it's always been relegated to the younger population as an issue that rests there but we're watching the tsunami, if you will, of boomers out there in the ocean. They're going to hit us all of a sudden and they're going to change how we look at things and I think it's time for a mindset change for everyone, particularly clinicians and their interactions with their clients.
0: Dr. Alawakare, are there certain trends or social forces that you think are behind the rising incidence of these type of infections?
2: There's actually not much evidence in terms of the research work that has been carried out in this particular age group to actually find out what the reasons might be. But some of the evidence that we are seeing is that Most of the people in this age group are undergoing sort of relationship changes. So therefore, they're more likely now to be single, they may be divorced or separated, just actually having more relationships. So rather than having a monogamous relationship, they're having several different relationships, so therefore multiple partners. And this, we believe, is contributing to the problem. There may also be the issue of people using the internet, so it makes it easier to identify sexual partners. And what the evidence shows is that, once you identify uh, sexual partners from the internet, you are at greater risk of getting a sexually transmitted infection. Uh, And of course, we should also mention the use of pharmaceutical products as well. And so therefore, products which are used to counter erectile dysfunction in men are also linked to risk-taking in terms of sexual activity.
0: All of those things certainly make good sense. Dr. Karpiak, do you agree with those? And are there any others that you're seeing?
1: I think the observation about the access to the internet clearly has changed how one connects with other individuals and makes it, if you will, easier in some respects to accomplish that. But I also think that it's interesting to hear you mention the fact that people are ending relationships or, if you will, once again boomers when the children leave the nest and often that precipitates ending a long-term marriage and then people go back into the dating scene and we've certainly seen that here in this country as well. I also think that women who are post-menopausal tend to view themselves as not at risk. They are happy to you know, no longer worry about a pregnancy, and they tend to forget about their risk for contracting STDs, including HIV, and because of some of the physiological changes in the vaginal wall and lubrication, etc., in fact, they are at higher risk, which is part of the reason that in the USA, one-third of the entire HIV-infected population are women, and we find them at higher risk, clearly. They're also at risk because many of their partners may be engaging in MSM behavior, but on. Unbe- else to them because of stigma and because of this chronic unwillingness to talk about this issue, particularly within poor populations, say in populations of color. Tend to not want to talk about this issue, which was not true in the 80s and early 90s when it was largely, at least in the USA, a gay white male issue.
0: If you've just tuned in, you're listening to Reach MD, XM 157, the channel for medical professionals. I'm your host, Dr. Lee Friedman, and joining me today to discuss the alarming trend in HIV and sexually transmitted disease contraction in the age over 45 population are Dr. Babatunde Alawakare from the U.K.'s Health Protection Agency and Dr. Stephen Karpiak, Principal Investigator of the Research of Older Adults with HIV from ACRIA, the AIDS Community Research Initiative of America. Well, doctors, you've painted a, a good picture about why this is happening and what is happening. Dr. Karpiak, how should the medical community respond to this?
1: Well, I think, as they have known, for now almost 25 years in the HIV epidemic, it's really critical to engage your patient about their sexual activity. And we know here that physicians are reluctant to go that path under any circumstance. But particularly for the older person, person over 50, for whatever reason, the physician makes a judgment that, well, you know, they're not sexually active, even if they are supposedly in a monogamous relationship. So I think it's important for the physicians to begin to have this conversation, not only regularly, but routinely with their clients, and to also urge them to have an HIV test. Which is not standard here in the USA, whereas other SCD uh, tests are. I think there's a problem there about communication between the physician and the client, and it's always been an uncomfortable conversation, as we have heard, but it's one that needs to be done, particularly in older adults, and especially in people who would seemingly be at high risk. I think the other note to make here is that, you know, we have suddenly, at least in HIV, and now what I hear in STDs as well, we have a population that heretofore has been looked upon as not having any high incidence of STDs, but in fact they do, so the likelihood of an older adult coming in contact with someone who has an STD, including HIV, increases as the population increases. I'll give you one example. In the U.S. now, 70%, percent 70 0 of all people living with HIV AIDS are over the age of 40. This is a very different dynamic than just looking at younger folks, which we need to do, but the reality is the incidence, the number of people living with the virus, carrying it, not cured, some of it under treatment, most of them, are large numbers.
0: Dr. Alawakare, I imagine in England, as it is here, it's kind of a sensitive subject for doctors to broach with their patients. Do you find that same type of barrier?
2: Oh, absolutely. In the UK, we have the same problem that Dr. Karpiak has just outlined for the US. And it's not just the physicians themselves who find it difficult to broach the subject, but also the client also finds it difficult to broach the subject. And when you sometimes put a physician in a situation where he or she has to discuss sexual activity with somebody old enough to either be their parents or their grandparents, yes, it does become something that's very, very difficult. And we also have the actual concept that society has of older people actually having sexual uh, relationships or engaging in sexual activity, the concept of the elderly or older people is that they actually are asexual and at some stage, obviously, their sexual activity switches off and no longer becomes an issue. And this image is perpetuated by the media as well, but we also have a problem that the people within this age group, as has been outlined, do not actually perceive themselves to be at risk of sexually transmitted infection. So condoms are actually seen as a method of preventing pregnancy rather than preventing sexually transmitted infection. Also, when you have men who have had a vasectomy also would then tend not to use protection. And so we have a lot of issues here around communication, the perception of society, uh, or the perception that society has of older people and sexuality, as well as the fact that many policies or sexual health programs do not actually cater for people in this age group. They do tend to focus on the young who have a much higher incidence or prevalence of sexually transmitted infection within their population.
0: Dr. Alawakare, I'm sure your study is helping some, but I think also, correct me if I'm wrong, is there an ignorance on the part of medical providers? I was not aware of the data that we're talking about until we sat down to do this interview.
2: It's been quite interesting since this particular study has been published focusing on this particular age group. It generated a lot of interest and we've had a lot of inquiries about it, both from professionals as well as from the media. And to me, that's a good thing because I think awareness needs to be raised around this particular issue. People need to be aware. Health professionals need to be aware and policymakers also need to be made aware that Sexually transmitted infections can be caught by anybody regardless of age.
0: And Dr. Karpiak, should there be some additional efforts in terms of messages to the population besides just what their individual physician might advise? Do we need to take on a public awareness campaign?
1: I agree, and I agree with what was stated. I think that there's a need here for a conversation to occur, a dialogue that very many people avoid. It's interesting here in New York, and we're the epicenter for HIV in North America. We have over 110,000 folks in the city living with HIV AIDS who are in care. And what has happened is that because of our work, and I agree, we've got a lot of media attention to it, which is great, is that you know, Sex Cells, the politicians here at the New York City Council, decided to, Invest now for two years in a row a million dollars to begin to mount a campaign to educate older adults that they are at risk. And I think that what this is causing is kind of a groundswell of activity from within the community that, you know, they realize that they are at risk and that they have a conversation among themselves as well as, you know, intergenerationally and with their physicians. So I think it's breaking the ice. I mean, we have actually in this last year produced much literature, you know, from brochures to booklets about the issue. So I think that there's a need for a campaign like that. New York tends to take the lead on these things because we tend to be a crystal ball, if you will. But every community needs to do that, and the literature has to be culturally specific and, you know, take into account the age as well as other factors when discussing it, still a very sensitive topic.
0: Well, I want to thank our guests, Dr. Babatunde Alawakare and Dr. Stephen Karpiak who have been discussing the surprising and somewhat alarming increase in sexually transmitted illnesses as well as HIV in the segment of our population 45 years of age and older. Again, thank you, doctors. This has been the Clinician's Roundtable on ReachMD XM 157, the channel for medical professionals. Thank you very much for listening.